let's have a quick recap. Who wants to give me a recap? 10 minutes recap. Quickly. Recap from last week so that we can start fast. How many of you are looking forward to Easter Bible retreat? It's going to be awesome. Dynamics of divine relationships. Amen. So, who's giving me a recap? Just um, raise your hand if you're if you're giving me a recap from last Wednesday. From last Wednesday, who's giving me a recap? Please, please, let's be quick. We have to do that quickly. Whose hands are up? All right, let's have. Um, Buki needs a microphone. Let's get Buki a microphone. No, it's Buki I said. Not after Buki we do Gabriel. Did I, did I say Gabriel? Did you raise your hand, Gabriel? Oh, I didn't see it. I'm sorry. Let's have Buki. Hallelujah. Right. Is the mic on? Praise God. Yeah, good. Okay. We talked about walking in wisdom. Yeah. Um, I learned that we said that wisdom is the intelligence in creation. Wisdom yeah. is the texture of your heart. Yeah. We also said that there were basic, two basic routes by which wisdom comes. Yeah. Said they are through instructions. Mm. And then we also talked about sonship, willingness to drop an ear okay. and willingness to listen. Okay. You said wisdom doesn't come through personal accumulation of knowledge. You said wisdom is precise and exact. Yeah. You also said when you operate a commanded or instructed life, mm. you are sure of productivity. Mm. Yeah. Um, you also said wisdom of a particular area cannot be transferred to a other area. Yeah. Before you can get wisdom, you have to appreciate mm. and acknowledge that you lack wisdom. Yeah. You said don't get your sense of justification from pain. Yeah. Said it's not every of your tears that God will avenge for you. Yeah. Said don't allow people. To you wrote that in your own way. I I I didn't I didn't did, did say it that way. All right, good. Okay, you said don't allow people's feelings or pains to control you. Yeah. Respond to it. Break healing. Mm. Be calm, but still deal with the issue. All right, fantastic. Okay, you also said from whom do we get? Okay. And then you said your spiritual father. Okay. One one of it. All right, fantastic. Thank you. Let's have Gabriel. What's, what's left to say? <laughs> she has said everything. The, the, uh, what the, the document. <laughs> okay, but what got to me last week, a lot of things were said basically, but what mm. got to me was where you mm. said um, there's an area in your life that you're mm. struggling, all you need is, is God's wisdom. And mm. those things were just seeping into my, my very being in the mm. sense of where wisdom is different from knowledge and it is what is said. You made an analogy about the person that has it will tell you that it's in the fourth drawer mm. and is on the sixth lane, and that's just how it comes. Mm. There's no other way. Uh, whatever mm. it says to you is what you must do. Trying mm. to use your own, mm. uh, and for me, that that was it for me because mm. I've always like to, you know, mm. you just always want to mm. try. Uh, you think mm. that this is, mm. and your thoughts, your knowledge, mm. your your a lot of things mm. from you are mm. not needed. Just copy mm. and paste. Mm. And there was something. 
I used that copy and paste for this week, and it was just amazing. Where yeah. you, you don't know, just copy mm. and then just paste. Mm. It was interesting. Awesome. awesome. All right, let's have two and we're good to go. I used two scriptures on, um, relax, look for the scripture. I used one scripture in, uh, hold on. I used a scripture of First uh, Corinthians chapter 11 where I was talking about imitate, uh, uh, imi- uh, follow me as I follow Christ. But there are two of it. There's another place. So just give me the second one. All right, TLC. Okay, good evening, George. Good evening. <coughs> okay, so one of the things that stayed with me was when you mentioned, um, said when... Whenever Christ is installed, God will work. And, um, Whenever Christ is installed, God will God, work. God will work. Yeah. And um, um, it just really made sense to me. So um, it really makes sense to me, knowing that um, there's a pattern of Jesus in everything. And whenever we apply Jesus to it, like when we bring Jesus to the situation, everything is clear. There's clarity. Yeah, and every, it works. Everything works. Everything works. You see, ne- never forget that. Jesus is the is the wisdom of God. You remember that? He said he has become he has become the what? The wisdom and the power of God, as the Bible says. But he's not only the wisdom of God, he's also the intelligence of creation. He's the intelligence of creation. All things were made by him and for him. So the idea of that is if you can see Christ, you can decode creation. So so Christ is the explanation of marriage. Christ is the explanation. In Christ, you understand marriage. In Christ, you understand finance. In Christ. So our work with God is our greatest advantage. You get a point? So it means that nothing is hidden from me. Uh, nothing. I can just take some time out and, and see Christ as a pattern. And if I see Christ as a pattern, then I can operate, operate everything. You get the point now. Anytime, anytime you are not in Christ, you are in error. You can't be correct if you're not in Christ. Praise God. Are we together here? So one of the questions you need to ask yourself is, am I in Christ? Not just that, am I brilliant? Not just, am I intelligent? Am I where? In Christ. Is this, is this my position? Is it... Um, does it reveal Christ? If it does reveal Christ, you know, then you're accurate. All right, so we're talking about working in um, wisdom, and I will pick it up from there. Now, when I, I hope you understand that when I'm talking wisdom, I'm, I'm talking beyond, what's wisdom? People see wisdom as sense. I'm talking beyond sense. I'm talking about spiritual accuracy. Are you together with me? So I'm not just talking sense. I'm talking spiritual accuracy. I'm talking alignment. If there's no, if, if there's no space behind, you can bring, you can bring Felix, um, the man of God, to the front. Pastor Felix to the front. There's this space here. There's this space here. I think, yeah, you can just... Yeah. 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 Good. Can you join your hands together for yourselves? I have, you've done something fantastic. I... The truth is, I, I do appreciate the, the hunger with which we engage um, services. Fantastic hunger. You know, um, you see, because in, in the spirit, in the realms of God, how do I say this? The, 
quality of meal you have, you, pre- you prepare it with your hunger. You get the point. So it's your hunger that, that determines quality. And so I'm really excited about your hunger. I don't know, but when I came, I made a very fantastic atmosphere. You know, I don't know. Was it, was, who was praying? Uh-huh, you know. <laughs> when did um, Tunde join himself with the choir? <laughs> yeah, I, I made a fantastic atmosphere. And, huh? It's me that will say that. Now. <laughs> I met I a fantastic atmosphere. I appreciate those who, who, who came early to pray. That's doing a good job. And then, um, what's, her, what's, what's her name? Rhoda did a good job in leading us in worship. So I want to thank everyone who came early to pray. And to, for Bible study, and everybody, you guys are just doing fine. Now I don't want to thank those guys because Balade has already said it, but the sound is better than last. Praise God. So, so excited. Uh, uh, praise God. Huh? So, so we've been talking about. Well, Father, I just thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you for the for the for the pour that is going to happen, that has already happened, and is still happening. I'm just grateful to you. In Jesus' name, I pray. So, so when we're talking about wisdom, we're talking beyond common sense or being sensible. Of course, that's an that's that's an arm of of wisdom, common sense, and that's how you can know somebody who has the wisdom of God. You can't have the wisdom of God and lack common sense. If you want to, the basic way to test somebody who is accurate, don't, don't check his depth. Check his basic. You get the point now. Check his basic. Um, because it can be very deceptive sometimes when some people sound so, you know, so esoteric. And sometimes you are carried away and you have an assumption that they are that um, deep. But sometimes there can even be a sickness that makes you sound esoteric. And the way you can judge, the basic way to judge people who sound deep is that one of the fruit of it is that simple things will work. You get the point now. Very, very, take it to very simple things. Things like hygiene and... Yeah. Yeah, things like hygiene and decorum. You know, when somebody don't have decorum, they can't have the wisdom of God. You understand? No, use those basic things, please. Don't deceive yourself. If, for example, if you want to know if somebody is very prophetic, don't check the accuracy of his prophetic word. Check his decorum in the delivery of a prophetic word. You get the point now. If somebody, somebody meets you today who doesn't know you and begin to give you prophetic words that will, that has to do with things that are very personal and has to do with a demand from you towards him. You get the point now. There is a connection between prophecy and relationship. There is a prophecy that, that you have to give the person that has a relationship with me. 
You get the point now. If I met a prophet today and he told me to go uh, and told me that I should rearrange and say I should not make Pastor Ida right pastor again, I should make somebody else, you know, a pastor. That's not a prophetic word. Because he doesn't have that level of apostolic oversight or fathering oversight to come in. God does not have to, except I'm gone and dead. God doesn't need a stranger to teach me how to arrange my home. It's family business. You get the point now. So you've not met somebody before. Maybe a prayer meeting. I heard of a time where they had a prayer meeting sometime. And a new, a new guy came into a new house where people were having prayers and was telling somebody who he doesn't know that this person is his wife and, and all of that, you know. That's, there's no decorum. You get the point? There has to be decorum. Thus see the Lord is not just the content but the manner. God doesn't just speak. He has a way he speaks. You get the point now? I was watching a fake prophet yesterday today, and the fake prophet was prophesying to a lady, and it was a big meeting. He called the lady out, I think his church, and told the lady that that she just coming from a place of abortion, that she just aborted the baby, and that she just went to the toilet, that she started bleeding or something, that he has powers, that the baby will not go, restore the baby. And um, he said there are two people who have slept with her, and that he would tell her which of them is the real father of the baby. Mention that one's name and all of that. So, that's a fake prophet. You get the point now. That can be the Lord speaking. Because, so it's either two things. It's either, um, three things. It's either it's a game. The girl knows about it. You know, and they're just planning it, you know, to just, which I think is the most likely, is the most likely event. Or... Or it's just functioning by uh, by another spirit, a familiar spirit, you know, like a demon. So that's by the way. So there's there's um, there's protocol in the prophetic. You get the point now. But that's not it. I didn't even know why I went there. Okay, I think I was talking about how you judge deep peoples, judge judge depths by balance. Don't judge depths by depth. Judge depth by what? Balance. Does this person have balance? Do you understand? If this guy wasn't so spiritual, can you hand over your sister to him? After the person provided, look at his lifestyle and say, can I give my sister to this guy? You understand? Balance. Does he have sense? Does he know how to greet elders? Does he? Those are the basic balance that you will use to judge supposed depth. So, but when we're talking wisdom, the context of what I've been preaching since last week, I'm talking about Accuracy, spiritual accuracy, um, um, so that we can reveal Christ in every area of our lives. And so, I think I sp- I stopped at instructions, or rather, instruction was a major. I said wisdom is different from knowledge. Knowledge comes through what learnings and all of that, but wisdom primarily comes through instruction. It's instru- Why does it come through instruction? It comes through instruction because wisdom is accurate. It's an accurate knowledge. It's accurate. So, go to my office, turn right. When you get to my desk, the third uh, drawer, open the third drawer. You find the key there. Pick the key. Bring it to me. You have, you, you, because of that instruction, 
you will most like, if you follow those instructions, what will you bring to me? The key. Amen. Amen. Now, you can know how, of, you can know different types of offices, how offices are designed, different kind of office table. You can analyze different types of wood. That's knowledge, different types of wood, how to make tables and all of that and everything. But you will not bring the key. For you to bring the key, somebody has to give you what? Instructions. Are we together now? And then when somebody brings you instructions, then you can bring the key, right? And so, and when you check the theme, the book of wisdom, the theme of that book is my son. What should you do? Give me your ears, incline, incline the heart to my saints and stuff like that. That's the book of wisdom. It's the theme. It's the, it is the funnel. Instructions is the funnel by which wisdom is transmitted. I remember I said that last week. It's, it's the funnel. It's the basic funnel. Instructions. And, so, and that's why there is a connection between wisdom and meekness of heart. You get the point now. If you are not meek in heart, you can't have wisdom. You get the point now. You don't need meekness of heart to have knowledge. Sometimes, and that's why knowledge can puff you up. Because, because you don't need meekness of heart to accommodate knowledge. But you need meekness of heart to accommodate what wisdom. Because you, will, you have to accept fully for you to engage wisdom. Are you together here? And that takes a lot of, a lot of, a lot of meekness. So you need, you need meekness. Are we together here? Yes, um, and, and really, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't teach. Um, I haven't studied well where I, can, where I can authoritatively tell you that there is the uh, um, spirit of wisdom in this context that I'm talking about. That you can pray one day and then wisdom will just come upon you. And you will just have wisdom on how to engage every area of life. I don't know if there is, as I'm at all, you know, I can find that out. But for now, I know that you would always need instructions. Are we together now? To walk in what? In, in, in wisdom. Praise God. You know, you know, marriage, for example, also f- there is a wisdom for marriage, right? Yes, sir. And what's the wisdom? Wives... Submit to your husband. Now, now you can you can know many things. You can you can explain many things. You can do a lot of drama, but you see, for the marriage to work, what will happen? The wife will submit to what to her husband. And what will the husband do? The husband what will love. Now, you might say you are not the submitting type. You might say you are not the loving type. <laughs> <laughs> But for that thing to work, the wisdom with which it was initiated, are you together with me? It was carved. With a, I was the wisdom. The wisdom it was carved is the wisdom of Christ. It says that just the way Christ uh, loves the church. So as you understand the love of Christ, understand the submission of the church to Christ, are you together with me? Then you can operate marriage. Are you together with me? So your marriage can never be better than your spiritual growth. You get that. You get the point now. And, and, and you don't grow. Spiritual growth is not like this. Spiritual growth is like this. Spiritually, we grow like this. So, growth is calculated in humility. Yeah. Yeah. Softness of heart. So, all this, your tough heart is not a sign of growth. As you grow, you get softer. Are you together with me? As you grow, you get what? Softer. 
As you grow, you talk lesser. Do you understand? As you grow, you have more faith in people. As you grow, you believe more. You know, growth, growth makes you more like a lamb. Are you together with me? And so, please, don't think, don't, uh, I don't know how to say it. If, if, you, if you have a repetition, repetition of being hard, so that guy is hard. Is don't, or that woman, Kai, she's a hard woman. It's not, it's not something you should be celebrating like that, you see, because even your king who's on the throne is seated as a lamb. Do you understand that? And so that's 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 it. So there's not there's no there's no joy that you can you don't take nonsense. It's not it's it's, it's the nature of goats. You get it, but another guy doesn't take nonsense. That's, that's one thing I like him for. It's the nature of goats. You get the point now. That they don't bring nonsense around you is not is not special. Do you understand? Praise God. Amen. Are we getting the point now? So, we now spoke about instructions, then I told you also about imitation. You remember imitation? Because um, sometimes the way wisdom comes is to imitate. Let me tell you why imitation is very powerful, very beautiful. You see, the word that works is the word that has been made flesh. That's the word that works. The word that has been made flesh. Um, when Jesus came to the earth, John says that it was made flesh, right? And that we beheld his glory. You get the point now. Uh, let's, let's, read that, let's read that part. John chapter 1. We beheld his glory and, um, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us and what? Would beheld his glory. So you can see that there is a connection between the revelation of his glory and the word being made flesh. You get the point now. If the word is not made flesh, we cannot experience the glory. Huh? The glory. Let me tell you what glory is. When you come to a service and you see smoke like the smoke of God you see it with physical eyes in a service that's a manifestation or a demonstration of the spirit it's not necessarily the glory of of God even though you will most likely say Kai this is the glory of God let me tell you what what the glory of God is when you go to somebody's house, when you go and visit a family, the, the, the peace and the unity that Christ has walked in that home that makes Jesus sit on the chair spiritually. I mean, Jesus is comfortable in that house. And when you get to that house, if you went into the house as somebody who had low self-esteem or somebody who had a poverty mindset or whatever you went, and you just went to visit them on a normal day and somehow you're so shifted because of the weight of God's presence in that home. That is the glory of God. The glory of God is when God is manifest in a normal setting. Is the normal manifestation of God. 
You get the point now. It's the normal manifestation. The glory of God is when you are talking to somebody, just talking to a friend, and your heart begins to judge you. And the guy is saying, I love you, but you are still judged. It's the glory of God. It is that weight of God that causes, that mandates inward transformation. That's the glory. When you, the glory shifts nature. When the glory is manifest, your, nat- your nature will shift. You get to an atmosphere and you carry an orphan spirit and then somehow you become aware that you are loved by God. Only the glory can do that. So, it's not in the, it's not in the noise. It is, it is in the seamless energy of God. Making manif- I don't know what I want to say. You can say that. <laughs> but you get my point, right? That's the glory. So, you see, but the word has to be made flesh for the glory to be revealed, for us to have access to the glory. It has to be made flesh. So, we beheld his glory. So, I, I was, I'm connecting this to imitating others. Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Now the point is this, that when you are following someone, come to your seat, when you are following someone who has downloaded the dimensions of God in, and has become his own and has become real to the person and the person manifests naturally a nature of God. You see, that word, the glory of that word is now buildable. Because somebody has made the word flesh. You get the point now. And that's why Jesus is the, is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. There's always a connection between glory and image. You get the point now. If you're going to have the image of God, the glory must, must light on you. Are you with me? So when somebody has somebody has become the word has become flesh to somebody, the implication of that is that that person now manifests a glory that all of us can now fellowship with, that can now affect our nature. So any portion of God that somebody has successfully downloaded is meal for all of us. All of us is now edible. That's the reason for imitation. So whatever you see somebody has already got from God, it is at its shareable, it is now in its shareable form. So your download is our dinner. Your download is our lunch. You get the point now? Yes, sir. If the word has not been made flesh, the glory cannot be, be, we can't behold the glory. The word has to be made flesh for us to what? Behold the glory. So some of you, you will never know the meekness of God until you see it at work in somebody's life. Now when you see somebody who carries the meekness of God, then we can partake of God's meekness from that person. Are we together, friends? Yes, sir. 
And that's why we are meant to be epistles. Amen. Amen. We're meant to be epistles. We're meant to be a people who can provoke one another, can impart one another. That's the reason for imitation. So everything Paul has got from God, Paul is saying that everybody go and get your spoon and go and get your fork and go and get your cutlery. I have now become meal for us. And that was what he was saying when he was saying that the death is working in me, but so that life can work in you. So the death I experience because of my work with Christ is going to produce what life. That's how it happens. So it becomes easy if somebody has got it. And that is when it is edible. And, and the, first, the first pattern for this is our Lord Jesus Christ. The reason why we can know God is because now we have a man that is God. That is the hope of, of, of humanity. Yes, that now there is a man that is God. Even right now. Yes, and that's why we can know God. That's why when you know Christ, you can know God. And Christ says that when you have seen me, don't ask again. Show me the Father. Mm. I am now the... It will do you no good. Oh. It will do you no good. Because it will do you no good, the Father had to come as flesh so that you can now partake. Wow. So participation happens when somebody has gotten it so that we cannot participate. Are we together now? So if you debunk imitation, then you cannot have the glory. This is the simplicity of the gospel. If you debunk imitation, you cannot have what? The glory. The glory. I'm telling you the truth. Go and listen. Go check all the great lineage of great ministry men, for example. One catches it first. Let's look at the word of faith, for example. Papa Egin will get it. And everybody whom imitates Papa Egin can produce all of Papa Egin's results. All of them. All of them. I checked some of the miracles Papa Egan did. Check some of the, the ones Copeland did. Almost the same thing. Papa Egan will stretch out legs. Copeland will stretch out legs. Yeah. Because if you imitate well enough, after a while, the glory will hit you. Yeah. Yeah. It will. If you imitate well enough, you get the point. You know, and when I was talking about instruction, I said there is a pool. Pool as in water. A river. A pool of instructions. And what is contained in that pool is, I don't want to go there today, I want to go there on Monday, when I'm talking about dynamics of divine relationships. Don't let me go there today. Are we together, friends? Imitation. If you imitate well enough, you can experience the glory. You get the point now. So, so if, if, you, are, if you are just uh, doing idolatry and worshipping Leadership. You are deceiving yourself. Leadership should not be worshipped. You should go near. Wow. <laughs> you get the point. You should go near and imitate. Because you can't imitate if you are too far. Wow. You need to go near which are don't be don't be mesmerized. Mm-hmm. 
The reason for a glorious person is not for us to worship a new star. It's for us to understand the new hope. What can now, what's now possible? Whatever anybody in this community can access is now a possibility. It's not for worship. It's not say, Kai, those men are bad. No, that's not. Stop embarrassing yourself. It's, that's what God is now sharing in that community. And that's why I like talks. If, any, if a tanker, even a PC tank falls down, they don't say, Kai, see this big tank. Is that there's four in the community? I don't know go and carry pockets. You get the point now. So, if you see anything here with the eldership or even with your brother, if you have a brother that is meek, it's unfair to yourself that you are good like. Because it means that there is the glory of meekness in our midst that you don't have to remain a good. Are you getting my point here? You say this, I am a Maritana good, this is our media. Just. <laughs> There's no good here. I'm just. <laughs> you get the point now. This is the reason for friendship. This is the reason for eldership. This is the reason for leadership. My dear sister, did I talk to you during the week? Did you, you and I talk? Uh, did you talk on Sunday? I've, when did we talk last? I had a long conversation with you today. I don't know how I would do it. <laughs> That means I have to prophesy over you. I, I had, today, I, me and you were talking, talking, talking. <laughs> I don't know. The way these things are used to mix. You don't, even, <laughs> you don't even know where you are in the spirit or you are in this thing. I wanted to ask you after the service that, what color is all I wanted us to continue. <laughs> the gist. I will look for it and I will give it to you. Are we together, friends? You see, because your God is a God that changes seasons. And what has happened before does not have to continue. It can end and a new trajectory will start. Because sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when you are meant to be the first in a particular order, sometimes you have to go through pain. Now, you didn't go through the pain because you are a wicked person or a stupid person or an evil person. But sometimes that's just the cost of leadership. Sometimes God picks one person and the person goes through pain. And the pain doesn't make him wicked or stupid or foolish. It's just because through you, others will not go through that pain. And so the Lord says, I should say to you, that the seasons of pain are over. The days of pain are over. And now you have come to a new time of ordination. Then I bring new seasons over your life and new experiences over your life. And what used to happen before will not happen again. And new experiences start to happen from today. So shall it be in Jesus' name. I love you, dear sister. God bless you. Are we together, friends? So, imitation. 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 So you need to learn to imitate. But it takes a lot of, it takes humility to imitate. I remember when I first met Shea Defem. 
when I first met him. Then, then he was a big boy on campus. Yeah, he was. His 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 mom was the second lady, and his stepdad was the deputy governor of Ondo State. So you know, it, it was a big boy, and he had a car then. You know, in Ekiti State that time. <laughs> so it was a big deal. And so there were a lot of narrow paths in our school. You find narrow paths a lot. So whenever we're in narrow paths, at night, he would dim his light. Because he didn't want his light to... to you know, I think I'm very annoying. When someone's light is just... Especially when you're not looking so good. <laughs> it can be very annoying. It feels like you feel oppressed, kind of. It will dim the lights. Till today, I always dim my lights. I don't, I don't make the mistake of not dimming my light. When we are eating rice with fish, and we are eating from the same plate, his intention is to make sure I have all the fish. But he knows that if he gives it to me, I won't take it. So he will take a little bite of it and act like he's very tired so that, he can, so that I can have all of the fish. A goat will not observe. A goat will say, no ma, no ma. The secret of great people are very ignorable, simple things. You see, when a great person tells you a secret, you think he's lying to you. You see, because greatness is so far from you that you think there's one great law that makes people great. They are very simple things. Because if your secret is very great, then what's the value of the greatness? Because your because secret is meant to be seed. If your seed is bigger than your harvest. Secrets are seeds. So if your secret is bigger than the whole harvest, if you, so when you hear people who give you complicated rules to do life, you will know that their, their, their greatness is fluke. True great people will tell you things that they're ignorable. I say, just love, walk in love. You say, yeah, I know, Papa. But how can I have the anointing? You say, walk in love. You say, compassion is where the power flows from. You think they are lying to you. So, in imitating, you have to observe closely and look for the things that are ignorable. They are very ignorable. So, you have to have the heart that observes. Even as I'm saying itself, you are looking for the for a more serious point. Even you, as I'm saying now, okay, okay, after observe, what's the next point? The next point will be more powerful than this point. <laughs> because uh, you don't think it's that deep. Observe. That's how you imitate. You have to observe. Those who got your, your, your oversight, your friends who express Christ, what have you observed? What have you seen? 
when Jesus went to the temple when he was 12 years old, one of the things he was doing was observing. You see? Because you can't ask questions if you have not observed. And the Bible said he was asking questions. That's, that's a product of observation. One of the products of observation is questions. Are you with me? You have to observe very closely. Why does this guy do like this? Why is it that this guy, I've never heard this guy ever say this. Why does this man act this way? Why does this woman always do like this? Why is it that whenever I'm around this man, because I ask myself, why does she always give me the fish? Why? Why can't he, why can't he eat everything? At least he's my mentor. Why, why does this guy always dim the light? Why, why does he want to show everybody that they all go blind because he has a car? Why? You see, because the why will let you know the type of heart. Yes. And that's where you get the impartation from. Listen, if you see my heart, you, you will have my glory. Any heart you can see, you have all the goodies in that person. Any man you see his heart. Because that's where everything is stored. Yeah. All of a man's greatness, blessing, everything is in his heart. As a man thinks his heart, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Are you with me? If you can, if you can see the heart. And it takes, it takes serious observation. See, don't, don't be carried away. <laughs> when Elijah was going to give, give Elisha that stuff, he said, if you see me, if you see me, praise God, if you see me when I'm taken, and it wasn't, it wasn't easy to see him, because there was, he was going to be divided by a chariot of fire, taken by the whirlwind, divided, and then whilst the, the, the chariot of fire came, he still saw him. And he said, my father, my father. <laughs> this is this chariot. I can see everything going on here. My father, my father, I see you. <laughs> it was until he said that, that the mantle dropped. Are you with me? It was until he said that, that the mantle dropped. You have to observe. That's how the mantle drops. If you observe well enough, and check, why does this guy do like this? Why is it that this guy does not insult people? Why? Why does it that he's always encouraging people? What happened? And then some of those things is the reason for, you now see, miracles, $10 billion. You think that $10 billion is, is that heart condition? That is, you see, you see, the visible things, they were made by the invincible things. When you see visible things, go and find out what is the invisible thing that powers it. Don't be carried away by the visible one. If you can get the invisible thing powering this thing, you, you will always power it. It's automated. Observe. You have to observe. It takes a lot of care, a lot of intention to observe. 
And to observe is not to say, I want to live in your house. You can live in somebody's house and you're not observing. <laughs> See, if you're a goat, you're a goat. There's nothing, there's nothing. <laughs> not to live in somebody's house for 10 years and say you're observing. If you're a goat, you're a goat. Tell your neighbor, don't be a goat. <laughs> Does it look like insult? <laughs> it's a word of encouragement. Are we together, my friend? I'm telling you, it's very easy to be a goat. I'm telling you the truth. It's very easy. You'll be around, you'll be around, you'll be around your destiny like this. Around it like this, you are playing. Around it, very close to you like this, you are playing. You see, because, can I tell you something? There is nothing you need for your greatness that God has placed far from you. Nothing. Listen, nothing. There is nobody coming from Saudi Arabia that will anoint you. Yeah, it's the principle of life. It's in scripture. When Peter was teaching the first message, one of the statements he made was how God created everybody and put everybody in families. It's principle. It's an eternal principle. It's around you. It will always be around you. Are you with me, friend? It will not be far. It will not be far. I'm telling you the truth. That's why I don't need... You see, when you are lobbying to meet people, you're already missing the mark. When you are lobbying to meet one man, people that don't want to see you, whereas there are people who want to see you, you don't want to see them. <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. Some of you have spiritual fathers who want to see you. It's the one that does not want to see you. I know of one gorilla like this that... I'm sorry. This guy, eh, he will carry his offerings. He will carry his offerings and be sending it to a prophet, to a man of God that does, that does not know any of the alphabets of his name. Will not even know, a, will not even know an offering entered. You know, you, know, there's, you know there are men like that. Do you know there are pastors in this country that can't be bribed? Not necessarily because they are perfect. It's because the money is too much. Yes. I know what I'm talking about. There are pastors in this country whose money is as much as some nations, some African nations' annual budget. Yes. Yes. There's money. Yes. Real talk. I'm not lying to you. Forget all this anger that you're having against the church. It's because of this money. Church. Not the, of course, the percentage, a lot of, 99% of pastors don't have money. But I'm saying the ones God has raised, those ones. Hmm. There's money, don't let anybody, and there will be more. This guy will be sending those offerings to, to those people. Whereas his own, his own family, spiritual family, the guy despises it. The Bible says a prophet 
is without honor in his own home. That statement is an abnormality. Let it not be true over your life. You see, because the implication of that is that there will not be miracle in your house. That's the implication of it too. That's why some pastors have created all those unnecessary stress and ambience around them so that the people can keep honoring them because the gift will not, will not flow. By the time you just come to my house today, you see me wearing boxers and singlets. I just like Bowser. He's just an ordinary guy. That's what I like about him. He's just an ordinary guy. You understand? What we're eating, I just say, come and eat. He just carry you eat. You see, the guy is natural. The guy is just... <laughs> and that's how your destiny will maintain like that. It will fly. It will lift. Listen, listen. You don't need friendship from your pastor. You need glory. You need anointing. I'm telling you the truth. Too. When your pastor gives you friendship, put it, put it one side. Thank God for it. But you don't need it. Listen, my friendship with you will not do you much. Go and ask my friends which good I've done them. Friendship does not break the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. What friendship does is that he maintains the kingdom culture. You understand? Which is key. Which is, key. Which is primary. It's basic. But you see, if you, if you, because of friendship, throw those other ones away, you will, not, you will not move in life. You need anointing to move in life. You see, because normally speaking, it's difficult to move in life. Naturally speaking. Now you are not born again. It means that Satan doesn't like you and demons don't like you. And most people who are meant to bless you are controlled by Satan and demons. So it means that it's difficult for you to prosper. You get the point? Now, naturally speaking, you need the anointing. You need the anointing and the angelic realm and those things to, to move. Because that place, they don't like you there. You get the point now? So imitation, observe. Observe carefully. You have to observe carefully. You see, because... And that was what... Because what took your pastor or your prophet or your friend 10 years to pipe a, glo- a glory down and has become flesh. A word has become flesh. With the right observation, you can get it in, in one year. Yeah. The reason why... So one of us have it. So that all of us can enjoy it. That's what John was trying to talk about when he spoke about how the reason he's declaring the things he's declaring is so that he can have fellowship with the people. You get it? Are we together here? Yeah, the life, that which was from the beginning, which we have seen, which we have heard. Are you with me? Which we have what? Seen with our eyes. Which we have what? Looked upon. Our hands up and do concern the word of life. Now, look, go back, oh, go back. Oh. This thing you are looking at that looks like a simple sentence. How long will it take you? If you you want to you want to be there from the beginning. From the beginning, you are not even there. <laughs> you want to see you, what you have heard. How long will it take you to hear? Let's say it takes 15 years to hear. What about how long will it take your eyes to see it? How much will you handle it? How much will you look upon it? Before you know. Before you start manifesting, you are already dead. You get the point? Now we have the privilege of having a John in our midst. Who has crashed all these things for us. Are you together with me? 
That's what wisdom is instruction. You know why? You don't have to you don't have to suffer. If I've gone through everything, I will just tell you what to do. That's wisdom instruction. I just tell you what to do. You must be comfortable being told what to do. Your creativity won't do you much. You must be comfortable being told what to do. Listen. Two of my spiritual parents have given, I, I followed the advice, but they gave me, I know about three great leaders in my life who gave me some advices, some advice at a point in my life that I just encourage them that way. Once in a while, great people miss it. Because the thing was so off key in my ears. All those advices, eh, about five years later, it now made all the sense. I went back to it. This um, two judges I'm made that this um, two services were making me want to do. Piki had told me to do it three years ago. I said, you know, the way he led church in his own time is not really. He does not really know about apostolic dimensions and all this kind of several things like that. One day, one of my pastors was prophesying to me. Said, "The books in you will come out. The books in you." I like it. It was really shouting and prophesying. I said, "Well, if you miss it today, it's not a." I say, "Amen." <laughs> because I was sure I was not going to write one book. I don't. I've not finished my note. I've not complete <laughs> from GS two. I've not. My, I don't need to finish notes. <laughs> the reason why I'm not an A student is CA notes. I can do well in exam notes. To finish notes, to even jot. If it's, if you see how I jot, I just this is you can see now. It's, that's the whole message. Everything. My friend saw it today. Say, are you going for? He says, it looks like you are going for council meeting. <laughs> that's the whole message. This thing like this, I've only, I'm preaching from here actually, and I've only touched one thing in this whole stuff. It makes all the sense to me. I don't like too many. Even when you are talking to me, I like you to tell me exactly what you are saying. I don't read novel. I've never read a novel in my life. You don't get the point. I've not read one novel in my life. Novel. I've never read one. I'm already older than the Jesus Christ in the flesh. I've never read one novel in my life. I read book. But real book, tell me the truth, the ways of the anointing. Or t- but don't, don't tell me that there's a river flying somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. The green grass blue and everything blue. Alas, alas. <laughs> so on a on a green on a green snowy morning, I've already slept. The river blue. Uh, Scooby, is that you? Yeah, so, I don't know. Relax, you didn't read book. And when I see them, I know. You see that you didn't read book. I don't understand what they are reading there. They will not say the noob is captivating. I said, what's captivating? All the information is not true. It did not happen. There is no Scooby. There is no this thing. Nothing happened. <laughs> Don't stress me. I don't read. 
But give me a topic. What we are writing about. A real topic that is real. Uh, or documentary. Did the person, was there really, did it happen? Uh, I can read that one. And they were now professing that, all right. Books. But for two years now, the joy in having books has. In my head, I finished how many books already. And we're trusting God that before the end of the year, one of them will be out. Yeah. What's the point? The point is that when somebody who had gone far brought that wisdom to me, I couldn't take it because it was, it was more than my knowledge. And I was still living from my knowledge. But wisdom is not knowledge. It's accurate, it's accurate um, information on how to get something done. Yeah. It's definite. Are we together, friends? Yes, so you can see, how long will it take you to go through all of this? Alright, let's read the life was manifested. We have seen and bear witness. Can you see that? So it is now manifested because of it has become flesh to them, John. And now they have seen it and they bear witness and declare to you that eternal life. Which was with the Father and was manifested to all. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you why? That you also may have fellowship with us. So you can have that same experience. Without going through our process. Am I making sense here now? It's possible. So you have to learn to what? Observe. It's observation that helps you, that gives you inroad to a man's heart. Observation gives you inroad to what? To a man's heart. That's what happens. Observation gives you inroad to a man's heart. That's how to enter people's hearts through observation. 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 Gives you inroad to a man's heart. And then the second one, which I already mentioned, is that you now begin to ask questions. When I mean ask questions, I don't I don't mean be inquisitive. To be inquisitive is okay, but that's not what I'm talking about. By the time you observe and you are observing and you're observing. You are going to get to some points where you need clarity. Those are the points where you should ask questions. Don't have a reputation for asking stupid questions. Because you cut, us, you cut yourself off from important relationships. Because nobody has the time to be answering stupid questions. I'll tell you the truth. You just say that they are not always at home. It's not always at home. It's not always at home. <laughs> Because what you, the value you place on time is different from, you see, you think some people are just proud. No, it's because the level you are, what time means to you is not what time means to them. You just think time is time. Some people ask me very long question on chat. Say, can you help me explain Romans chapter 5? I say, related to Revelation chapter because I don't have a wife, I don't have children, I'm not even doing anything again in life. Some will say, How are you? I say, I'm fine. I say, How was your night? So, thank you. So, hope you're having a great day. I say, Thank you. 
this is not why I've not replied to your message. I'm just. <laughs> so now I say, and you? <laughs> That's the most annoying thing. This word, and you? And you? But that's not even the point of this message. Let's go to other important things. But you have to observe in a point where you now meet. You see, you see, your mind must work. If your, if, if your mind is not working, my contribution is a waste. So your mind must work to a point where you get to a place where you now have Questions, but not like you have a mind that you are not working out. You just want to be asking questions. Who killed Adam? Who killed Jesus? Who killed this person? It, just, it doesn't work that way. Are you getting? The, are you getting the point, my friends? You need to ask. You need to ask genuine questions. Ask sincere questions. Ask for direction. Ask for opinion. And when you ask opinion for somebody who you know God has put as oversight over your life, if they give you opinions twice and you don't do what they tell you to do, you don't have the right to get another answer. I'm not saying things they will not tell you. If I tell you what you should do today, or knowing to you, I'm watching you whether you did it or not. If you don't do it, I won't stress myself. If you come again for another advice, if the Spirit of God is heavy upon me, I can still tell you what to do. If you don't do it again, we have become friends. We become friends. I'm no more oversight. We are very good bodies. No, you will never get an advice again. It's serious business. Are you getting this? It's serious business. It's intense. Yes, sir. It's intense. It's life. It's eternity. It's intense. This stuff is intense. It's not a joke. It's intense. It's very intense. It's very intense. Life is intense. Your destiny is intense. Listen. What we call the Bible, what we call the what you call Bible, what you call New Testament is either a father writing a letter to his son and God says he's eternal. What you are calling Bible is a father writing a personal letter to his son and it's an eternal document. It's intense. What you call the holy book is a spiritual father not knowing there's going to be a documentation of anything. He wrote letters to their sons. They wrote to Timothy. They wrote to Titus. John chapter, uh, 1 John 1, 2, 3 letters to sons and it became, it became eternal document. As it was then, so it is now. When your apostolic oversight gives you counsel, it is as strong as that. 
Pastor, what if it's wrong? I don't have an answer for you because God has put this gospel in the hands of imperfect vessels. Yes, sir. See, today, are we not, are we not struggling from what Paul said that women should not talk? Yes, sir. That's just a letter to one church. Are you with me? And the, the premise of that had to do with all of cultural yes, settings. And he said that till today, well, I, finding problem. Apostles who don't have sense have said it's, it's, it's like that for generally. Those who have sense can update. When I mean update, you are not updating scripture. You are bringing the scripture to the making it relevant to your time. Are you with me? Is that strong? If they burn this Bible, if God wills, he will not, he will not get this one again. If God wills, who will take Facebook posts and they will compile it again. Or text messages. We'll just get somebody's phone and get text messages of, of fathers and sons and they'll compile it again. And it will be another one. It will be another document. That's the difference between Islam and Christianity. In Islam, there is a lie that an angel gave Muhammad everything. They think that makes it deep. It doesn't make it deep. In Christianity, we are co-laborers with Christ. Are you together with me? We are part of it. And so, you don't need an angel to bring the book. You think if an angel now brings the book, it's not a perfect book. No, 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 no. That's why in this Bible, there are many failures. Because God is, God trusts in perfect men. And he has put his counsel in them. And I said, I told them to help him. We are co-laborers. When we are done, we'll tell some of us, thank you. Because it's, it's, it's union, it's family. Yes, sir. Because in your own house too, you have tried to repair TV when you are not a technician. But if it's family, everybody will try their best. Yeah. Have you not tried to repair? Are you a technician? You saw the radio spot. We know who can repair radio. We know, there are so, we know who can cut grass. There are some people we don't need them to cut grass. Is that serious? So you have to, the, the elder to the elect lady and her children. You see, this is, a, oh, this, this is what you call a holy book. They wrote it to a pastor and a woman and the children. And to the elder beloved girls, in whom I love in truth. That's a whole book. And it's eternal. You now say, my spiritual father will give me an advice. I say, it's his idea. Go together, friends. Yes, sir. And that's why you will notice that Paul did not write a letter to any church that he didn't have a father relationship with them. None. None. This I'm entering into my next two relationship. None. Because it's not just that. Am I, am I preaching here? Yes, because an apostle to you is not an apostle to everybody. Yes, sir. It's your spiritual father is not our spiritual father. So if God has put somebody in your family and has chosen the person for you, you must know that God, God knows that's the person that can help you. Mm. And not just the person, a community. A community. Don't, if, if the people God has, if the family God has put you in, if they are going this way, don't receive, don't receive a different word. <laughs> don't be unique. It's a unique unicorn. Don't be, don't be unique. Don't be unique. 
cannot be unique. It cannot be unique. If God has put you in a family, a spiritual family, that family is the wisdom of God. That family itself is wisdom. And that's why the Bible always talks about how we should try to make sure we're of one mind. That's why anybody who's in prayer here, yeah, I told you several, if I say, let us pray in the spirit, don't, don't dance, don't, don't, don't see vision. Pray in the word, in the spirit. If they say it's time for us to worship, don't, don't feel like interceding. Don't stress. You can just find out which direction is the family going. And, and just kick. And you'll be fine. I tell you the truth, you'll be fine. You can argue, this thing you can argue, and it's okay, it's your right to argue with this teaching. But after a while, you will come back here. You learn it. So, you observe, you ask questions, and the last one is, if I go to the next thing, copy and paste. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. I told you when uh, Papa, I was going to raise the, dead, the first dead person he raised. He prayed for the girl, the girl did not rise up. He went to check the scripture and found out what Jesus Christ says. He found out Jesus Christ said, Damsel. No, it's Damsel. He said, he thought Damsel was the name of the girl. He now when he asked, what's her name? They now told him the girl's name. He now called the girl's name. The girl now rose up from the dead. That's not theologically this thing. But the principle there is copy and paste. Copy and paste. And that's how even creativity develops. The more you copy, you come to your own. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. It's it's simple. Copy and paste. Observe, ask questions. You copy and what? And you paste. By the time you do it and do it and do it and do it and do it, you come to your own. Copy and paste. How does this guy do it? How does this person do it? How does this man do it? All of us that, that preach well first started preaching like somebody. All of us. Yes. Jerry Savelle will preach in one of his messages, Footprints of a Prophet. He will preach Copland's message. He will preach it the same time Copland preached it. If Copland preached that message 40 minutes in tape, when he preaches it, it will be 40 minutes. Because he will repeat the tape from the beginning to the end with the jokes and the example. Whether you put gets or not, or people laugh or not, that's not the issue. He will just read it. Yeah. After a while, you get your own. He that is not faithful in that man's, who will give him his own? I told you it's a very funny statement. Just I made it in a in a ridiculous way. He said, if you are not faithful in another one, <laughs> see me that will give you. <laughs> that's how he meant. That's how he said it. You get the point now. Copy and paste. If you don't know anything, it's not possible you don't know somebody that knows something. Copy and paste. Copy and paste. There's nothing, there's no reason to stress yourself when there is something around you that works already. Let's copy and paste. So that's like the protocol of imitation. You know, I just taught you about imitation, right? Okay. So give me. Finally, give me um, Galatians chapter 4. Let's look at Galatians chapter 4. Are you ready, friends? Yes, sir. 
Now I said to you that the air, somebody say the air. As long as is what? Can you make those two statements again? One, two, three, go. Say it again. Say for the last time. So, the question is, let's not confuse ourselves. What is he? Is he heir or child? Is he heir that is a what? That is a child. Now, out of these two things, heir and child, which one is he practicing? What's heir at? Eh? Eh? Is an heir, but the, but the, eh? The manifestation of heir has not happened. But you see, eh? You see, if you don't understand the content of this message, you can be an heir in promise all your life, but you'll be a child in practice. Yeah. So the heir, as long as he's a child, what happens to him? Does not differ at all from a what? A servant. So you can be heir, but if your state is child, your experience is slave. Heir, child, slave. So to be an heir is not enough. And that's what, when good Bible teaching, when you are taught about the new creation, which is important, you will begin to appreciate who you are as heir. You get the point. But if you maintain as a child, you will have the experience of what? Of a slave. Now there is a principle here that I want to bring out. And that's what I'm trying to bring out. So now, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave. Though he is master of all. He's meant to be master of all. In fact, he is. But his experience is his servant. Alright? You can sit down. But he's under guidance and stewards. Under who? Guidance and stewards. Those are fathers and mentors. Guidance and still until the time appointed by the father. Now, so the father appoints three things. One was said that the father appoints, that is time. Praise God. But we can also infer that also the father appoints the guidians and the stewards because the child cannot go and he can't afford it. So it means that you can't choose your guidance and your stewards. You don't choose it. It's the father that chooses it for you. How? Sometimes he speaks to you and sometimes circumstances, circumstance arranges it. You are just there. So it's not enough to be heir. We must go through guidance and what? And stewards. Those are, those are fathers and mentors. Are you with me, friends? But listen, when we talk about the time appointed by the Father, it's talking about season. Amen. Amen. It's not physical time because 
if you do not, if we cannot achieve what the guidance and the stewards are meant to achieve, there's no appointed time. Are we together here? You see, but when there is, when, when you operate accurately under guidance and seasons and um, stewards, when your appointed time comes, you will see yourself manifesting the throne, manifesting dimensions of kingship. Are you with me, friends? Praise God. So if somebody is not under guidance, one of one of us is getting married soon. One of our ladies, and she's marrying a guy who's not in this church. I don't know him. I've only seen him before. If I say I want to know him before I can give my opinion. And thus yet the Lord is not the only information needed for a marital decision. Somebody can be God's will. And um, but God might need the person to work on some things before they get married. So just that is God's will is not enough. So if I go and hear God, there are other things I need to. I need to be sure of. I remember one of my spiritual daughters got involved this is quite some time ago with one guy. The guy, you know, asked her out spiritually. <laughs> they were not friends. They were not friends. They were just maybe in a prayer meeting or something and before you know it, the guy asked her out spiritually. And when he asked her out spiritually, she also said yes. <laughs> now hear this. And, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to mock this. So she answered within, within one day or two days. You see, because there is a pseudo-spirituality that your flesh manifests. Let me explain to you. These are just things you don't have to go through. There is a pseudo-spirituality your flesh manifests. It feels that whatever does not follow natural law, that it must be God. It's the flesh that manages that spirituality. It's a, it's a carnal spirituality. Your flesh just wants to just say something strange. It's a Kai! The Lord works in mysterious ways. You understand? So a guy just comes to you one day and says, I perceive that you are my wife. The Lord. You see, you might think this thing cannot work for you, but you see, a guy who is your spec physically, if he brings a level of I perceive. <laughs> because, because you think a guy who is your spec physically, come and say, I perceive the Lord says we should get married. And because he's your spec, you can have an experience. Yes, you can have a dream. Because the dream doesn't only come from the spirit world. The dream also comes from the soul. You can have a dream. You can have a feeling. It's a sensual feeling. You get the point now. And so the guy just... And this guy is a very yellow... Maybe, I don't know... So he did that. Listen, yes, let me tell you, friend. Please listen. Let's get a lesson. Let's get a lesson. And then in, within a day or two days, she was already agreed. And guess what she began to do? She began to block all her friends and all her oversight. 
So by the time you block your friends and oversight, you are not obeying God. You are now listening to your flesh. By the time you block your friends and your oversight, that's, that's what this lady did. She blocked her friends, blocked her oversight. You see? Because any route that God has used to preserve you, God will not have to, God does not need to destroy it to take you further. And sometimes we make these mistakes. I also have made some of these mistakes. There is a pseudo, there is a, uh, a spiritual complex we all carry. We want to be spiritual. And then we go beyond the syllabus. By the time you get to examination, or you find out that they are not asking the questions you read. Because what you are doing is common entrance. You are already solving the YDX. Guess what? I began to, I began to speak with this lady. Whether he is the will of God or not is not my business. There is a protocol. It's even better you follow the protocol and not hear God than to think you have heard God and break the protocol. I believe the protocol more than does hear the Lord. Now let me tell you, you might think, Pastor, what are you saying? Does hear the Lord? Yes. I have experience. Small experience. Let me show you scripture. You know you, if you want to choose a pastor, you want to hear God. But you know scripture tells us how to choose a pastor without hearing God. He says, if anybody desires to be a bishop or a deacon, it's a good thing. He now mentioned a bishop must be this. Listen, you can follow those things and pick, and you will still be accurate. And you can hear God and break those things, and you will mess things up. And it's not like you didn't hear God. It's that you heard God, but that guy has an ordination to be a bishop, but he needs to go through a process of becoming that protocol. So because you think you hear God, you make him a bishop immediately. He can be a bishop next 10 years. But if you are hearing God, should he be a bishop or not? God said, I called him a bishop. But he expects you to have sense to follow the protocol. You can just, you can just check it. A bishop must be blameless, steward of God, not self will. When Paul was going to choose, when the first apostles were going to choose the deacons, they told them, they didn't say, go and hear God. You understand? They didn't say, go and hear God. They gave them the criteria. Of the type of people that will be dickens. Are you saying those apostles don't hear God? Are we together, friend? But guess what? When I went to pray on the matter, God told me that actually that guy is a husband. Yeah. Now they are not together at all. It's, it's an, it's, after about uh, maybe one year, or not, I don't even up to one year, they're not together. They're not married, they're not together. But that, that thing actually, God was involved. And it's possible they even pick divine frequency. But you see, if you break the protocol God has put on ground, you defeat everything. Because life, this world operates by wisdom. It is by wisdom that a house is built. That's why you have to reduce your dossier, the Lord, when you are speaking to your oversight. If you used to say 10 before, turn into 1. Because it's almost irrelevant. Because if you tell me you don't say a lot too much, you are telling me that I should not lead you. What you are saying is that don't stress me. Your don't say the meaning of it. It also it also makes me think you hear God. It makes me know you don't need me. So use things like I perceive, I believe, I'm thinking. Use those kind of things. That's how you can allow governors and tutors to bring oversight to you. Are you with me? 
So he's a child. But he's, a, he's an heir. Now what's the difference between an heir and a slave? A slave, a servant works. A child also works. An heir also works. But the difference is that an heir has ownership and authority. This is why I'm running off my talk. An heir has what? That's the difference. An authority. When you, when, you, when you give yourself to guidance and tutors, it gets to a point where you now have ownership. Ownership. And then you now have authority. If you haven't given yourself to guidance and tutors, and tutors, you can't be trusted with authority. And you can't come to ownership. So for you to come to your own, another must tell you what to do. Are you with me? Ownership and what? Ownership and what? Authority. You know, one of the things God is doing to us since last week and even today is that he's, re, he's, he's working on our hearts. He's giving us the right heart. That's what he's doing to all of us, including myself, since last week. And that's why he's giving us this thought. He's working on our hearts. And he's bringing us to alignment. Praise God. And he's, he's making our feet strong in the path of life. So that we can truly understand that this, this is truly a family. The kingdom is truly a family. Amen. Amen. And that there are no stars here. And you will never be a star. You will never be bigger than your family. Amen. I'm not praying. I'm just telling you. It's not a prayer. If you think you're bigger, is a deception. You'll never be bigger than your family. You'll be subject one to another. That's the Bible. Be subject one to what? One to another. The husband is subject to the wife. The wife is subject to the husband. The friends are subject to friends. Are you together with me? Father, I thank you. You are a kind God. You are a merciful God. Jesus, we ask. You ask us to receive with meekness the engrafted word of God. It means that meekness is how we receive. Father, help us to operate meek hearts. Help us submit to ourselves. Help us submit to our friends. Help us submit to our pastors. Help us submit to our spiritual parents. Help us submit to the scripture. Let us walk in your wisdom. Father, give us the heart that can receive from you and receive from your people. And dear God, I pray for my friends, everyone who's listening to me, Father. All these wonderful people who are your sons and who are your daughters. I ask that as they apply their hearts to wisdom, that you grant them accuracy in life. And speed. Dear Lord, I personally believe that there is no one who is listening to me who should enjoy speed. Not anybody. And so for these ones who are listening to me from their hearts, oh God, who are genuinely connected with your heart, you have to give them speed, oh Lord. Amen. And I pray for you speed. 
your mind will be swift. Your spirit will be sharp. And even in the natural, you would experience speed. You will blow some. I said you will blow some. I said you will blow some. Jesus will be made manifest in every area of your life. I prophesy over everyone. I prophesy. Whatever is not working in your life, any area of your life that is not working as it ought to work, because you came here today and you have heard this message, I command it to begin to work. Jeremiah can, if, if the prophets can prophesy for the dry bones to come back to life, if the prophet can, can prophesy that dry bones should come back to life, then I also prophesy whatever area of your life is not working. My name is Zach, a son of God, a, a servant of Jehovah. I stand in my office. I stand in the privileges and the grace that the Lord has given to me the privilege of oversight. I stand on that privilege, on that grace, that oil and that mantle, on that basis, that influence of the Spirit. I introduce it into your life. Let every area of your life that is not working, beginning from this exact time, this day precisely, let it begin to work. To life, come back to life. Even if it's a part of your body, today I bring a decree. I bring a decree from the dimensions of God's power that whatever is not working, whatever is not working, let it begin to work. Let it begin to work. Every part of your body, every part of your organs that is not working, let it begin to work. Let it begin to work. Anything you need to work. Is there a relationship that is not working? In the name of Jesus, let it begin to work. Is there a relationship that you need to work? I speak, it works now. It works now. Let your finance work now. Let your career work now. Let your mind work now. Let it work. Let it work. Let it work. It's working now. I said it's working now. Can you give God thanks because it's working now?